And welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news the most digestible, digestible way, way possible. possible. Today, Ryan, today, it is our preview episode for week 15, first week of the fantasy football playoffs for most people. Ryan, how do you feel entering week 15? Pretty good. Uh, Mm-hmm. According to my record, I should be happy. But going through some of the games, it was weird because I, I picked a lot of underdogs, you know. And then for the games where, yeah, I picked a lot of underdogs. So I don't know. I I, I did nine and five, which is nine out of fourteen. Uh huh. Nice. Not too bad. You know. Unfortunately, I, I not good enough though. Huh? It's not good enough. I went eleven and fourteen. Eleven out of fourteen. So you I went eleven and three. Yes, I did. Okay, I know for a fact you got me with the Thursday game, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? The Raiders and, game. And the Raiders game. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably one other wild card one. Because you yes. did some you did some witchcraft last week. Did Literally just going against everything I picked. Uh, I picked the Niners, yeah. Oh, I picked the Niners. And then... Huh. Wait, no, no, no. Did I pick the Niners? I, I don't remember, dude. Okay, but yeah. But so what's your overall record, though? 122 out of oh. 208. 122 oh. and 86. I saw your numbers, too. I'm only oh. four back from Ryan. I scratched and I crawled, and I'm back. I'm back yeah, in it. Yeah. Okay, RJ knows about my numbers before I announce it this week. Usually he doesn't. It's because I I let it leak by accident, <laughs> and then he saw my, my notes beforehand, so then uh, he knows. But usually it's a, it's a live reaction thing. It is. So I was really hyped when I worked on the, on mine because I uh, knew I coming yeah. in, you know, I was, I had some good vibes. So these picks may have been emotional sometimes, but I'm excited. Week 15 picks. We start with Thursday night football though. Ryan, this is a really, really good game. It's the chiefs who are nine and four traveling to LA to take on the chargers who are eight and five. The Chiefs are three-point favorites. Ryan, take it away for Thursday Night Football. Who do you have winning this game? It's a Thursday night game worth watching, finally, I think. We haven't had that in a long time. Two teams playing for first place in their division. There's a lot of games like this this week where teams are playing for something outside of just the game, like playoff implications, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm going to go with the underdog. This is my first underdog game. I'm going to go with the Chargers in L.A. for Thursday. I think the Chiefs might be over their heads after a dominant win over the Raiders. Plus, the Chiefs still don't look the same as last year yet. And I think this week, the Chargers get Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. Keenan Allen should be back. Yes, correct. Um, I think he just got removed from the COVID-19 list. Unfortunately, Ryan, you're not going to break away with this one. I picked the Chargers, too, thinking I was going to be smart. Chiefs have won six straight against some pretty tough teams. They were some good wins. Sometimes there's some bad wins. I'm a little nervous about the Chargers, though. They're going to be without Rashawn Slater because of COVID. He's been ruled out. But Keenan Allen's back. I'm a little nervous, too, because I feel like a lot of players who came back from COVID tend to struggle. Mari Cooper, I feel like, is like the most notable one a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday night game. They're playing in L.A., though. I think the Chargers are going to take this one. So I'm going with the Chargers for Thursday night football. Moving on, we have a couple of Saturday morning. <laughs> this, I don't really know how to call these games. It's a weird Saturday game. SMF, Saturday <laughs> morning football. Saturday or, morning yeah. football. 
And it's a weird game. I, when I made this pick, I did not have all the information. And I'm kind of in limbo right now with who I should pick. Oh, it's the Raiders who are six and seven and the Browns who are seven and six. The Browns were originally six point favorites. I picked, I ended up picking the Browns, but oh, I think right number now, one. I think right now, given my information before you tell me anything, I'm gonna make the swap to the Raiders. Okay, okay. No, no, no worries. I think that means we both went with the Chargers and we're both gonna go with the Raiders. And I assume okay. that you went with the Raiders now because just don't stop believing in them, right? I'm, I'm, it's, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it's because of the COVID list, right? You know? It's so unfortunate that I have to finally pick the Raiders because they're going up against another posse or group that has less players. Eight players entered the COVID list for the Browns, including Jarvis Landry and two starters on the O-line. Crazy. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Ohio. I, I, I think I mentioned it to you this morning, but like this happened last year too. When like yes, the did. head coach was out. <laughs> yeah. They still want the game. But anyways, I think it's the Raiders, man. It's a break the for the Raiders. I, I agree with you there. You know, they have zero tight ends active right now. All three of them are um, either injured or on the COVID list. For the Browns? Yeah. Well, it's okay. We, we suck at covering tight ends. But, you know, <laughs> not going to lie. I think that you might have slipped away if you went with the Browns because the Raiders are a team to fumble a game like this. When the other team shows up with, like, not enough active players to play with, they're going to lose because the Raiders are going to, you know, stand on their logo and be like, this is going to be easy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I I actually never watched that clip before, so I was really confused mm. when I saw it in the media, and then yeah. I was laughing so hard when I, <laughs> when I did a little bit more research. No, it's just a sequence that you saw the events in because I saw it before the game. So it got me hyped. It made you <laughs> laugh. So it's just when you see it, you know, I see, I see. That's a tough break for the Raiders. Hopefully they can definitely bounce back. Looking for a team to bounce back. It's the Colts who play on Saturday night football against the Patriots who are nine and four. The Colts are two point favorites. I'm gonna go first for this one. I think that's wrong. I am going with the Patriots for this game. Very well. Very well. See, this is the other SNF. Saturday, though, not Sunday. Ah, I see. I literally started off my notes by saying, how are the Colts projected to win? You know, this is just absurd. <laughs> like, every week I say, don't doubt Bill. And I will still say it this week, but with less confidence, though. Because Jonathan Taylor is a bad man. He is. He's, he's a mean, mean man. But <laughs> this is man. literally the battle of the run teams. The Colts being favorites for this game kind of hurts, but... I feel like the Patriots know how to shut down the number one weapon on any offensive team. And I feel like it's going to yes. happen again this week. Ryan, I, feel say, like, uh-huh. I, I feel like not just the weapon. I think they, they, they can either eliminate the full run or the full pass. <laughs> they can do either or. <laughs> just completely wipe out that script, which is, I feel like, the only way the Colts could win, right? I feel like mm-hmm. the Colts have to pass this game, but I don't think their passing game is that strong either. I mean, with that being said, Ryan, you say go pack, go. I'm saying go pat, go. Very nice. This very game. nice. But <laughs> that just means that I'll keep my four-point lead because yeah. we're, we're literally choosing the same teams. And I think with the next game, we're going to be choosing the same teams too. 
Correct. I feel like good job jumping ahead. I feel like there's not going to be a lot of analysis for this one. It's the Cowboys who are nine and four facing off the division rival New York Giants who are four and nine. The Cowboys are 10 point favorites. And I think that's, I don't even think that's generous. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm yeah. picking, I'm picking Dallas for yeah. this one. You know, can't go too crazy after choosing three straight underdogs, right? You, you right. got <laughs> to listen to Vegas just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. But Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me, can you walk me through that pick six? Is that, if that's what you're going to talk about? A little bit of both. I was going to talk about Dak Prescott's struggles. One of them was the pick six from last week. They were up 27, 14. Three minutes left, second down. Dak Prescott okay. decides to throw it to the drag route. Doesn't see the linebacker. Yeah. Ah, the, the middle six. linebacker, right? Yeah, the middle, the lurking middle linebacker. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the field. Yeah, and completely, it's it's bad. Because three minutes left, you're trying to burn off timeouts. I don't know why they're passing on. I, I'm pretty sure it was second down. Total letdown. They almost lost that game, but overall... Oh. Off the top of your head, last two games, how many touchdowns do you think Dak Prescott has thrown? In the last two games? Yeah, combined. Probably, I know CD got a couple. I'm going to say four. He's thrown two TDs and three picks over his last two games. Really? Yes. Oh, that's bad. I was generous saying four. I thought (laughs) I was being like, you know, conservative saying four. Yeah, it's, it's been really bad for Dak Prescott. I mean, no one kind of knows what's going on there, but hopefully this is like a bounce-back game playing against the Giants, who are literally like marshmallow soft. Yeah, I mean, they might be starting Mike Glennon again, too, because last week they scrambled and tried their hardest not to start Jake, Jake from or Farm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and then they got, they got Mike Glennon in, and I think they have to roll with him again. I heard that Daniel Jones cannot play. For the rest of the season. Week. It's getting close. So close yeah. to that or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think Freddie, I, I just feel bad for Freddie Kitchens. I think he just came in at a really bad time when they had like, or when they have no startable QB. Totally agree with you. I will say though, the only startable player on the Giants is still going to be Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He had a pretty decent game last week. Volume got to keep him in rosters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on to, I feel like players that <laughs> shouldn't be on rosters altogether. It's the Texans who are two and 11 traveling to Jacksonville who are two and 11 the Jaguars are three and a half point favorites I think that is disrespectful to the Texans because I picked the Texans for this game you're funny you're funny (laughs) because I said the Jaguars are getting some respect this week with three and a half points it's arguably the worst game of the week with like like with regards to records I don't want to upset like what is it? 106 active players in the NFL. You know? <laughs> but yeah, these two teams combined for four wins. Uh, I might surprise you, but I think Davis Mills can be trusted more than Trevor Lawrence, who is controlled by Urban Meyer. So I'm going to go with the Texans as well. Nice. Yeah. Davis Mills looked okay. I mean, the Texans like he- played like a quarter of a game last week and they looked fine. And I mean, Davis Mills, has had bad games, just like Trevor Lawrence, where I think they both have games where they threw like four interceptions. But I think mm-hmm. Davis Mills right now, eh, you can trust him a little bit more than whatever Jacksonville is doing altogether. I think it's less of a knock on Trevor Lawrence himself, but it's him and his, what you like to call posse. 
posse yeah i feel like it's the leader of that posse too that's like (laughs) yeah yeah the cult leader the cult leader (laughs) yeah he oh my goodness we can have a whole episode talking about urban meyer and i feel like we should we should the road yeah for the recap of the jaguar season (laughs) yeah that'll be that'll be really that'll be really fun not gonna lie but yeah moving on another afc south team taking on an afc north team it's the titans who are nine and four traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. The Titans are two-point favorites, so it's supposed to be close, which is why I'm picking the Steelers for this game. You are? Yes. Wow, finally some disagreement. <laughs> I, I, the, the first line I had for, for my notes in here was, I don't know who to pick, but I ended up going with the Titans. It was kind of like, almost like a coin flip for me because mm-hmm. like after the Steelers beat the Ravens two weeks ago, I thought the Steelers could be putting something together, you know, for big Ben's last season, but no, they lost last Thursday to the Vikings, you know, and the Vikings are they're They not going to lie. The Vikings almost fumbled that game away too. <laughs> Primetime Vikings. Yeah. Completely different team than Sunday. What is it? Twice, uh, twice in a row. Their fourth quarter defense just was like, go ahead. Yeah. Do what you want. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the stat on Thursday night football. Now it used to be 11, but 12 of their games have been decided in the last quarter um, or by one score. Nine of them have been decided on the last drive. Well, I mean, it's, we can see it, you know, we can all see it. It's crazy. It's but, so but those are crazy scary. stats, though. They literally play a full four quarters. That's the definition of playing a full game of football. I don't think they've ever, like, knelt the ball before. No, I know. No, <laughs> no. But, yeah, uh, the Titans just shut out the Jags. It's a huge accomplishment, so that's why I went with them. Huge accomplishment. I'm going with the Steelers, though, because of their bounce-back game against Minnesota. They didn't win, but they, they showed some promise. and Showed some. I mean, both like like what you mentioned, like you know who to pick. Like both of these teams have been underwhelming. And I feel like the Titans record is kind of I mean, you play the Texans twice a year, you play the Jaguars twice a year. Yeah. So that is that's true. why I'm kind of going with the Steelers for this one. But yeah. For players hey, to man. start. Oh yeah, what's up? I was like, I was just gonna say that's what I that I think that's what I mentioned like four or five weeks ago. Without Derrick Henry, you're asking Tannehill to do too much. Exactly, exactly. I have a question for you, though. Do you start Chase Claypool next week? No, 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 no. I don't like. <laughs> After, uh... Oh, Ryan's doing the, uh, the first right. down celebration. I almost, yes, I almost yes. misdescribed it as the touchdown celebration, but no, 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 no. No, 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 no The no. clutch first down celebration. He was shooting something, all right? He was protecting everyone in that field. Did you, did you Fighting off about... the demons. He's fighting off the demon. Did you hear um, Chase Claypool's comment like a week or two ago? No. Telling um, he told Mike Tomlin that there needs to be more music playing during practice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. That, that I heard. Yeah, more music during practice, please. And then he proceeds to do this arrow thing. And then I think when the offensive lineman smacked the ball out of his hands, he came back. And then right after the ball got spiked, I think he started yelling at him. Yeah, he was yelling at, at the offensive Like, line. why'd you knock the ball out, man? Yeah. 
Like I don't know what was that though. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to start him. Exactly. Just don't. Who knows what kind of like disciplinary actions gonna happen over there? But yeah, stay away from Chase Claypool for now. Moving on, AFC East battle. It's the Jets who are three and ten taking on the Miami team in Miami. The Miami Dolphins who are six and seven. Miami are eight and a half point favorites. That's a whole touchdown and a little bit more. I agree with it. I'm going with the Dolphins for this one. Easy pick here. It's the same positive story coming out of like Miami every single week. Miami is only going to get stronger after the bye. Um, I think that, okay, this is looking ahead a little bit, but I think Tua and Waddle is that under the radar stack for next year in fantasy where you can kind of skimp out on getting a quarterback early, maybe get something else, but then just make sure you get Waddle and Tua. I'm That's the low-key stack. I'm trying to think of a comparison like right now that could like equate to that, like a low-key stack. I think right now that would probably be like a Burrow in either Chase or Higgins. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's I, not I like the that. best stack you can have, but it's not mm-hmm. the worst stack you can have, and it's probably one that can win you games some week. Exactly, and I feel like like the range that you drafted Joe Burrow this year should be the range to draft Tua next year. Yes, in my opinion, with how he's been playing. Um, I mean, with that being said, yeah, Tua, Waddle, Gasicki, I feel like are comfortable starts this week against a very soft matchup. Personally, I don't want to start any Jets players. That's just me. You know, the Jets. Uh, quick side note. The Jets are currently the most injured team in the league, according to the BUS or bus score by Fox. And that's like the banged up score. And then they like calculate, like they readjust point totals or something or like player (laughs) stuff based on who's injured and who's playing injured. And the Jets are like, again, the most injured team in the league. That's so interesting. I wonder how they calculate that because I'm pretty sure they incorporate like players who are hurt, but still play that week. Like they're not hundred percent, right? Exactly. Yeah. They add Very that too. But then if you look at it, it makes sense though, because Michael Carter is on, I, or he's been on IR and I think he's coming back this week, but then as he's coming back, Elijah Moore is on IR. So everyone's on IR. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis was on IR. I mean, at one mm-hmm. point, like, like they've had three different quarterbacks. Like it's been, it's been a mess for the Jets, Yeah, but I feel like their record and how they've been playing doesn't really it's not a full picture of, I feel like their potential. I feel like they could have won six games this year if they were able to develop Zach Wilson just a bit more. If yes, if he stayed healthy, but that's just, that's just me. Um, that's also like if urban Meyer did better in the NFL, but let, let, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go on. Let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. It's funny that I mentioned six wins because both these teams have six wins and I feel like they're a lot better than what the jets could have been with six wins. It's the Washington football team who are six and seven traveling to philadelphia take on the eagles who are six and seven the eagles are five point favorites for this game i feel like this game for me was your titans and steelers game for you because i had i had some difficulty picking this game i'm reluctantly going with the eagles though you're going with the eagles yes i kept it really short nick sirianni said jalen hurts is playing in week 15 say no more i'm choosing the eagles interesting very interesting it's just i mean i'm not saying that they should start gardner Minshew, but i just feel like the offense looked a little bit better with gardner Minshew than jalen hurts that's just me you're already feeling the rumors about how jalen hurts probably isn't the starting qb in 
Philadelphia? I feel like he is, but he's having a, a Lamar Jackson year one year this year. In his like year two or three? In his year two or three, yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, okay. Throws aren't there. Like he's a really good fantasy quarterback, but he's just not there yet as a as like an NFL quarterback. Okay. I see that. I see that. But Minshew Mania, we don't know who we're gonna get, but I think they're gonna roll with Jalen Hurts if Hurts is healthy. Hundred percent. I think Minshew deserves a starting job, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Not on the Eagles, maybe somewhere else. Hopefully he gets traded or he gets signed somewhere else. But yeah. We can move on though. Um, another quick game, in my opinion, is the Cardinals who are tending to traveling to Detroit to play the one eleven and one all ones Lions. I um, it's just I, I don't understand why the Lions have to play the Cardinals. I mean, I, come on, I think this is just an unfair act by the schedule makers. Like there, there's no way they thought the Lions would have a chance against like Kyler Murray and like somehow like a healthy James Conner now, who's like has like I think he has 14 rushing touchdowns. I think that was the stat they gave us on, like, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just a horrible act by the schedule makers. If you are – sorry, because I know this game is pretty much off the books. I'm picking the Cardinals here. Same. If you're the Cardinals front office, you signed James Conner to a one-year deal coming into the season. Yeah. Chase Edmonds is at the end of his rookie contract. Yeah. What do you do at running back? If if I – I, I know what I would do. I, I don't know if you would agree. I would re-sign Connor mm-hmm. to a bigger deal than what Chase Edmonds going to get as the backup. If Chase Edmonds doesn't want it, he can walk. Interesting. But you're going to have James Connor be your featured back moving forward. Yeah, because I think I think who announces the Monday games? Is this Joe Buck? No, no, it's it's, it's someone else. But it's yeah. not. But he mentioned something about how James Connor always had it. Like mm-hmm. he, he had this, the only issue with him was that he was always banged up. Yeah, that's true. So this year he's shown that he can stay healthy. I think that's just the, the risk you're, you're willing to take those because if you go with James Conner next year, you're praying that this guy's healthy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Steelers were so confident to let Le'Veon Bell walk. Like, and that's mm-hmm. how good he played during, um, during what Le'Veon Bell's like a walkout year. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is Le'Veon Bell never had a good season after. He that's left. true. That's very true. But yeah, but like James Conner was able to play so well to the point that like they were willing to move on from Le'Veon Bell, who was like what a top five running back in the league at that time because mm-hmm. 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 he was sitting out for more money. Yeah. Um, and then like back to back really bad years. Now he's kind of showing it. I agree with you. I think you have to re-sign him to at least a bigger contract at, to some extent. I, I just want to note, I like what the Arizona Cardinals are doing because I think their general manager, Steve Kime, said that um, – when James Conner was available on the market, he was a little skeptical because he was like, why is he, why is this guy available? But then, you know, uh, no one else wanted James Conner. I think the other yeah. 31 teams didn't want him as bad. So then they're like, whatever. But then he took a chance uh, for a one-year deal similar to what like KC does with their one-year deals. And I think honestly, you can find hidden or not hidden, but like you can find gems or like revive people's careers like that for cheap or like mm-hmm. you help them. And then you pay him cheap too. And then they help you get a Super Bowl. Like actual value, a hundred percent. He might be like one of the most, in terms of like pure value, like the best value player I yeah. think in the NFL as of right now. Cause yeah, like his, his contract's really cheap, but that's just me. Yep. 
he's really strong too. That that one play stood out to me when he he was like seven yards out on Monday, and then he just like kept oh, yeah kept moving his legs and got a slight push and got in the end zone. It's it's so he's he's definitely a he's a good he's a good running back. Pretty I awesome. Feel like he should get paid a lot. A player who got paid, in my opinion, too much for a one year deal. It's Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Cam Newton, and he he's leading the Panthers to a five and eight record right now. And they're traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills, who are seven and six. The Bills are two, ten, excuse me, ten and a half point favorites. Easy pick I here. Mean, my only concern is Josh Allen. No, but even if you're concerned about Josh Allen, I think there's a bigger red flag that will trump Josh Allen. And it's something's not right with the Panthers offense. Like, I think people hope Cam would be the answer, but I don't think he is there without CMC. I don't even think CMC is worth the first rounder or no, he's worth the first rounder, but he's not worth the number one pick anymore in fantasy next year. It's just a lot to unpack for Carolina. That's why I think even if you're concerned about Josh Allen, I think Carolina just can't put it together. They won't be able to put it together. Even if Josh Allen kind of sputters a little bit. I, I feel like I'm going to have to agree with you there. I think the only startable piece is DJ Moore. Maybe Robbie Anderson apparently has a connection with PJ Walker. But I mean, with that being said, though, the Bills start everyone you know Allen, Knox, Diggs, maybe Cole Beasley if you need to. But yeah, I'm not going to. Not going to try too hard for that one. Our next game, though, we're going to breeze through the next couple. We have the Bengals, who are seven and six, traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos, who are also seven and six. The Bengals are favorites. They have a two and a half point favorite. I'm picking the Bengals for this one. Ryan, who are you picking? I'm going with the Bengals as well. I think they'll win by more than 2.5 and will cover. It's just the, the Broncos have a good defense right now. And I think that's what's carrying them to a seven and six record. But I think. Overall, as a team, they are nowhere near the Bengals. Got you. I feel like the the in order for the Broncos to win, their running game has to work. And in order for the running game to work, they have to be ahead early. I feel like once they're down big, their whole offensive game script is gone. Oh, yeah, because now you're forcing uh, that one guy to throw, Teddy Bridgewater. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater, exactly. And I feel like the Bengals are that team that like puts up points early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They put up points in bunches, and yeah, I feel like the game script is going to go towards Cincinnati. It's weird. Like, really quick 10 seconds. Don't take too long here. But, like, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like he always has, like, moments where he does good on his new team, and then you realize that it doesn't work, and then he'll switch teams, and then he'll have, like, some moments that he does good, and then it's the same thing over and over. He literally gives off the best first impression Yes, yes. And then after that, true colors come out. <laughs> he literally puts his 110% for the first three weeks, and it's gone after that. But, I mean, I don't want to talk about the Broncos that, I mean, that much, excuse me, because they're 7-6. and six. I mean, they're the same record as the 49ers right now. No, yes, but the thing is, you got to realize who they've been playing and how they've been winning games. I, I just don't like it. Uh, they're also a division rival. Let's just move on to your posse. No longer a posse after how <laughs> okay. they took care of okay. business in Cincinnati. They're seven and six, and they're taking on the Falcons at home in Levi Stadium. Niners are eight and a half point favorites. I don't, I don't think this game's going to be particularly close. Don't have a lot of notes for this one. You start Cordero Patterson. You start Kyle Pitts if you need to, and you start every single 49ers skill position player 
even you, the Italian stallion. Oh, the Italian. Calling the Italian stallion again, I see. Oh, yeah. We're riding high right now. Oh, okay. So you only want him when he's good. Okay. <laughs> you, oh, you only want the Italian stallion when he's up. All right. So uh, I think the only one thing I want to mention, though, I'm genuinely surprised at the Falcons record. They're six and seven, which is like not that bad. But like we dog on him every week. But yeah, 49ers. Can you believe the Falcons are in the wild card race right now? Yeah, because you have a six and seven record. It's because when so they expanded the playoffs, for sure, a team that like probably doesn't deserve to be there will get there. <laughs> they just they just sneak in somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So funny. But yeah, moving on though, we have the Seahawks who are five and eight playing their division rival LA Rams, who are eight and four. The Rams are seven point favorites. In my opinion, without Odell Beckham, I feel like they're going to change that line just a little bit. I'm still going with the Rams though. Nice. This is, I think, our second disagreement of the night. Nice. I think after what the Rams did to the Cardinals to take sole possession of first in the NFC West, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, I, I won't lie and say I'm not impressed, but they did it without Jalen Ramsey. You know, And the Seahawks mustered up two wins against the Niners and the Texans. Like you said, OBJ, he looked good, but he's on the vid list. So my gut is telling me the Seahawks. My brain is telling me the Rams. So I'm just going to go with the Seahawks. If I learned one thing, it's to go with your gut. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like that's a, that's a money game for me. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Oh, Actually, not going to lie. We're probably going to come back here next week and talk about how you beat me here because it's your division. You probably understand it better. So, yeah. We'll see when, I guess, after the Sunday games. But, yeah. Moving on, though. The Packers, 10-3, and three, taking on the Ravens, who are 8-5. and five. The Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. What a I feel like it's go-pack-go here in Baltimore as well. I'm going with the Packers for this game. I'm also going with the Packers. Uh, Lamar is also day-to-day with an uh, ankle sprain or something like that. Not a high mm-hmm. ankle sprain. I just like the Packers here. Go-pack-go, like you said. Go-pack-go. Yeah, it's funny because I think Josh Allen, he has like a foot problem. Um, he was wearing a walking boot. Lamar Jackson like has a Jack, foot issue. Al, Josh Allen, the quarterback. Josh Allen, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think they spotted Josh Allen. Some some random person spotted Josh Allen at a concert or not a concert at a viewing for Hamilton with no 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 boot, no limp. Wow! Like recently, <laughs> tonight. Oh, tonight. Yes, as I recorded this on Tuesday. Yeah. Wow, this this guy, I uh, yeah, guess he doesn't want to win hard enough, you know? He thinks the, <laughs> the Panthers are easy and an easy dub, too. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. But I think Lamar Jackson might actually miss this game. I'm like, I'm like 50-50. But even if he plays, I think the Packers are just, they're just too good. If Aaron Rodgers is on the field, they're a different team. Well, even if Lamar plays, I just feel like Baltimore's offense is not that explosive anymore. There's, some, there's something going on with them, too. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah we can move on to uh the other or the second snf of the week second snf of the week it's sunday night football the saints who are six and seven are traveling to tampa bay to take on the buccaneers who are 10 and three the bucks are 11 point favorites and i don't care do you know why ryan every time i see this matchup which team wins? it's close 
It's a close game. It's a close game every single time. From what I can rec- like recollect, recollect, it's the Saints. The Saints always win these games. I'm going with the Saints for this game. All right, have fun. Easy money. <laughs> See, you let the other guy take the bait, and then you just go with the team that'll win. I go Bucks. Okay. I feel like I feel like this is like those games that I have to pick in order to kind of like to to get the upper hand. You know, I think for, for okay, to get out the way, the Saints will do better with Al- Alvin Kamara because they can rely on Alvin Kamara now and they can rely on that running game instead of relying on Taysom Hill to throw the ball. And we saw that last week. So for sure the Saints are gonna do better. But this game has, I think some playoff implications. If Tampa can win this game, they'll secure home field advantage in the playoffs. So I don't think they'll let this one slip. I mean, I feel like they'll try, but maybe they'll oh, try oh. too hard. Okay. All right. Never All know. Right. You never know on Sunday night football. Okay. That's why I'm going with the Saints for this one. Moving on, though, our last game of the week, the Vikings, who are six and seven. Excuse me. They're taking on the Bears, who are four and nine on Monday night football. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. I am picking the underdog for this game. Really? You're surprised after I picked the Vikings on a primetime game last week. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am picking the Bears. Okay, I went with the Vikings, although I was a little not confident because, like, we mentioned the fourth quarter. Defense, everything, it's horrible. But I think Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook – not bad. So I'm going to go with them. The Bears defense is just really bad right now, I think. So I think the Vikings can capitalize and score. I just don't know if Justin Fields is playing. He should. Yeah. I don't know if they can just, if they can keep up. I mean, Darnell Mooney's been quiet for a, for a few games. Yeah. Vikings for me, Bears for RJ. So I think we're like different or off by like four games this week. Four games. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that, it, it's going to be tough. It's those are always the worst because if we split two two, then nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, oh, it's okay. We we could dig okay. into that another time. But we'll breeze through this next portion. It's our week 15 teaser of the week. I got the boom picks. Ryan had the bust picks. I'll start first with the boom picks for week 15 at quarterback. It's Jimmy Garoppolo taking on Atlanta. He has quietly scored 15 plus points in six of his last seven games. Soft matchup against Atlanta. Start him if you need to. Moving on to running back, I have Miles Gaskin right now versus the New York Jets. I'm a little concerned if Malcolm Brown can, I guess, returns. Also, everyone in that backfield has COVID right now. It's pretty crazy that the only running back is Malcolm Brown, who doesn't have COVID because he's been injured for so long that he wasn't participating with the team. Yep. <laughs> but with that being said, if Miles Gaskin plays, I feel like you have to start him. In terms of wide receiver, Van Jefferson is my pick here. This offense has been able to show that they can support all three wide receivers. And I feel like Van Jefferson's that field stretcher that always gets a touchdown every single game for 50 yards. That's, that's a pretty good value for someone who's like in that wide, wide receiver 30 range. And last but not like least that. for a tight end, Dalton Schultz traveling to the New York Giants. I feel like this offense needs to get the ball moving. This will be a high scoring game. And I feel like Dalton Schultz will have a piece of that pie. Did you know Van Jefferson's dad is a coach on the Arizona Cardinals? He's the wide receivers coach. I only learned that today. Yeah, it's crazy. I learned right? that. I learned that yesterday because the, <laughs> the, the the announcer, broadcaster, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. All right. My bus picks of the week. QB. We got Derek Carr 
Uh, despite the Browns having not enough players to play the Raiders this Saturday, uh, I'm just not sure if the Raiders offense can get it together. I, you're laughing over there because you don't like Carr. I like Carr. I, I still don't think this is fully on Carr, though. The receivers just can't seem to get open. So he goes to the check down with Renfro. So quick overall tip, just start Renfro. Other guys, just sit. I mean, if Waller comes back, Waller and Renfro is the duo. Um, but you're just hoping for volume there. I just don't think Carr can uh, – I just don't see it. AJ, AJ Dillon for running back. I think that uh, it is time to revert AJ Dillon back to his previous numbers and expectations before Aaron Jones got hurt. I think Jones is about to be a hundred percent again, and that would put a dent into Dillon. Um, Sure. Dillon can get a TD. Uh, You'll never know when he can get a TD, but I think he will be touchdown dependent to put up good numbers that can win you your first fantasy playoff game for wide receiver DK Metcalf. He's probably in your starting lineup. So this is my warning to take him out of your starting lineup. Uh, (laughs) He's been scoring single digit points since week 10. And you drafted this guy when in the draft, I think it was pretty damn early. So it's going to be tough to take him out, but don't let him make you lose your first playoff game. He's also going against a well-rested Jalen Ramsey, who has one extra week of rest. And for tight end, it's going to be Tyler Conklin. I always think it's Jack Conklin, <laughs> but it's Tyler Conklin. It's time to say bye to Ty. Um, I don't I don't know if anyone else is starting him, so this might be more of a message just for me. And uh, no, it's not because I'm bad at fantasy. It's because Darren Waller is out, and I don't carry two tight ends on my roster. I just don't believe in that philosophy. Sorry to those who do that because you probably didn't make the playoffs. Um, but yeah. Tyler Conklin is not getting any touches because of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. And I think Adam Thielen could be back this week too. Potentially. I was going to so, say. For, um, yeah. So Tyler Conklin is just out of the picture in that offense. It's just, when you mentioned Tyler Conklin, I felt like that <laughs> came from something deep down inside of you. Stop. This past stop. Week. It actually did because you, I started Tyler Conklin ever since Waller was out. And Waller was out since Thanksgiving. Hey, and can you even blame me? Is it my fault that I don't carry two tight ends on my roster? Is it really my fault? Because if I carry two tight ends, I may as well carry two defenses and two kickers. (laughs) Stop. Okay. Are you done? That's all that I have. Yeah. All right. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. May the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we run it back for week 16, and that's the T. And that's the tea. Take care, y'all.